From the Orange County Fire Authority, this is the Pass Along Podcast, where we address firefighter issues from top to bottom, from your helmet down to your boots. Now, here's your host, OCFA's Assistant Chief of Organizational Planning, Mike Schrader. All right, welcome back to the OCFA Pass Along Podcast. This episode features an in-depth interview with Fire Captain and Benevolent Association President Jim Cass. And uh, Brandy Najem is going to help us in uh, interviewing him and taking us through the history and benefits of the OCFA Fire Benevolent Association. What I like to tell people is hopefully as a benevolent member, you'll never need our assistance. But uh, you can look at it this way. Your benevolent dues go towards our association, which is helping other people. At the end of the day, after however long you're with this organization, if you've never needed the benevolence help, uh, then that's great because obviously hopefully nothing bad or difficult has happened to you where that's come about. But I would say just knowing by being a member, your donation, your membership dues are helping other people. So you in a way right there are helping other people. All right, we'll get back to that soon, but in the meantime, let's go over some news and noteworthy items. First, our fire department had another out-of-county injury on Thursday, October 19th, when firefighter Scott Deerdorf was involved in a single vehicle rollover up near Nevada. And uh, we're so thankful that uh, Scott uh, is back with us now in Orange County and was treated for broken clavicle and lacerations um, and maybe some small back injuries, but nothing worse. So, um, Scott, we uh, wish you a speedy recovery. We can't wait to get you back in the field. And uh, I also want to give just a quick shout out to uh, Chief Perkins and Adams, who, again, were once again pressed into service as they were um, when uh, Chief Harrison and Chief Leck were injured up in North County, uh, North California um, earlier this year. And um, again, just going above and beyond to take care of our members when they're up at the hospital and away from their families. Uh, just can't say enough about our staff taking care of our staff. So thank you. Update on Garden Grove Fire Service proposal. As you know, uh, sent out a memo today, the 24th, and uh, just outlining kind of the progress with the uh, fire service proposal and the fact that we brought back uh, Fire Chief, Assistant Fire Chief of Operations, uh, who's retired in uh, a few years ago, Mark Kramer, and uh, he went through seven of these proposals. So he's a great asset for uh, Chief Phoenix and myself as we go through this uh, fire service proposal with Garden Grove. And uh, so we just wanna say thank you, Chief Kramer, for coming back to help us. And uh, we look forward to more updates and I'll continue to put out uh, periodic updates as we move through uh, the process. Remember to get those best and bravest nominations in. I mentioned it in previous podcast. Uh, the CAP committee is working hard to get the venue uh, squared away itself. It's at a new venue, uh, the Laguna Hills, in Laguna Hills, the uh, Pacific Hills Bistro. And uh, it's one that I think you'll find um, more than adequate. And uh, I'm excited about uh, having this event that we've done for so many years now to celebrate our folks who go above and beyond. And, uh, and just want to, again, once again, encourage you to get your nominations in to, to acknowledge those folks amongst us who are really uh, knocking it out of the park. So thank you for your nominations in advance, and let's get those guys in. Okay, that'll do for news and noteworthy items. Uh, here's Community Risk Reduction, OSS, and Benevolent Association Director, uh, Brandy Najem, with her interview uh, with the Benevolent Association President and Fire Captain, Jim Cass. Thank you for joining us today for the Orange County Fire Authority Pass Along. My name is Brandi Najem and I currently work in community risk reduction. I'm also a director for Orange County Fire Benevolent. Today we're here with Captain Jim Cass. Good morning. Good morning. And he is our president for our Benevolent Association. And today we're gonna talk to him to find out a little bit more about our Benevolent Association and what it is about. So Jim, can you start off by telling us what the Benevolent Association is um, and how it was created? Sure. 
The Benemo Association started over 30 years ago. Uh, basically, we had um, a captain of ours, uh, Phil Wilmont, who fell out of a tree off duty and uh, became a paraplegic. And of course, as firemen do, they all rallied behind him and you know, did car washes, pizza parties, uh, pass the hat, all those things that we would typically do just amongst uh, the family, so to speak. But um, obviously, at the end of the day, that, that can only go so far. And uh, basically, there were some kind of founding fathers of the Benevolent Association that decided there's got to be something more that we can do. And around the kitchen table in the morning, as firemen commonly solve many of the world's problems, uh, they decided to tackle this one. And as they sat discussing, they basically kind of came up with the concept that we need to create something like a widows and orphans or some type of benevolent type of fund to do that. Some of the founding fathers were uh, Neil Graft, Neil Graft, excuse me, John Bond, Greg Lusher, uh, John Avia, who unfortunately we lost to uh, cancer and fibrosis from the job. Um, but those guys really took on the daunting task of creating what the benevolent is nowadays, at least starting that seed, and it's been able to grow, grow from there. So they went around to a variety of cities and looked at how they did their relief associations, and then they went through all the work of creating uh, the uh, tax uh, exempt status, a 501c4, all the filings that need to be done, and really started creating the structure and the bylaws of how the benevolent would be formed and, and developing really what its mission and its, its function would be at that time. And so what is the purpose of benevolent now for us here at Orange County Fire? The, our mission statement is taking care of our own. The, the biggest purpose is being there for our people behind the scenes when they're in their darkest moment. And our Benevolent Association is open to our uh, safety suppression personnel as well as our non-safety uh, personnel and also to our reserve uh, personnel. Um, we, we cover everybody within, within the fire authority. So taking care of our own branches out into many things and, and over the years the Benevolent's been able to grow in different ways that it does that. Our main purpose though in taking care of our own is how we can help somebody when bad things happen, when they're struggling. Uh, as we all know, Murphy's Law uh, comes about and fate hits us uh, in our lives and we don't necessarily plan for it. And that's where we can step in, where other resources, where the department can't necessarily uh, step in and help, we can step in and, and assist those in however that assistance needs to come through. And how would you suggest um, being in the field or being here at headquarters, how can we help you guys know what's going on? How can we bring that to your attention if we, we know that there's someone that is in need? Well, we all know that when the big things happen, uh, we usually hear about it and or there's emails about it. And obviously, we're, we're right there at, at those moments and wherever we need to be. I would say, though, having uh, been on the board for 19 years now, that there are, is a, there are a lot of people out there that, that struggle or things happen to them and it's not necessarily known amongst all. And so many of our things come through ways of uh, personnel in the field or in staff that are aware uh, or partly aware of a situation and can make a phone call and say, hey, can you guys maybe uh, contact so-and-so and see how they're doing? This is what's going on or I'm aware there's some struggles and see if maybe maybe you can help. So I think the biggest thing is we're all really good at jumping in and helping out, but sometimes it's taking that step to 
to actually engage or let somebody know and not just assume somebody else has done it, uh, but actually take that action step and, and give us a call. Uh, give one of the directors a call, uh, give myself a call, anybody on the e-board, and just let us know what the issue is or something's going on and we can uh, start looking into it and work on it. And as a member of Orange County Fire Benevolent, what are some of the benefits that we have? So as a benevolent member, um, the biggest thing is uh, a couple things, first of all. I think what I like to tell people is hopefully as a benevolent member you'll never need our assistance. But uh, you can look at it this way. Your benevolent dues go towards our association, which is helping other people. At the end of the day, after however long you're with this organization, if you've never needed the benevolence help, uh, then that's great because obviously hopefully nothing bad or difficult has happened to you where that's come about. But I would say just knowing by being a member, your donation, your membership dues are helping other people. So you in a way right there are helping other people. As far as the member benefits though, we have a variety of things that uh, we have added over the years. Uh, this, this association started from just a, a small little checking account and, and a few people to grown now to a full-time office staff. We've developed a, a store here within the new headquarters and are able to provide various equipment and, and clothing and stuff to the folks. But the, the benefits allotted to people are we have some of the basics that you would expect. We have a death benefit, $10,000 death benefit for uh, the actual member and um, um, for their dependents and stuff. We have access to a variety of different supplemental insurances, which are, which are huge when things are going on. Uh, I can't tell you that uh, enough how taking some time to plan your life, it's no different than having life insurance. You know, why do you get that? You get that to cover when there's a bad thing that you can make up that gap for you and your family. And so we have a lot of supplemental insurances that do that. We have a long-term disability insurance for both our suppression staff and our uh, non-safety non staff. We have uh, long-term care, which is something we're going to be uh, rolling out and pushing out uh, this fall because uh, it, we've had so many people change in the organization that that's not really something that's uh, well known for, the, for many of us who do have it. And uh, it's, a, it's a great insurance to help protect you from a medical aspect should you need in-home nursing care, things of that nature. We have a variety of different AFLAC plans that you have access to for cancer, ICU, and many of our folks uh, uh, fortunately have had it and unfortunately have had to use it and have found the great benefits by having that. We, we send out flowers, we send out cards, we do all that normal type of stuff when something's going on. Um, if somebody's mom or dad or uh, passes away or is sick, husband, wife, children, uh, we send those things out. And over the years, we've also tried to do positive things too, benefit-wise. So we, we will, like when somebody has a new baby, has a member, they're gonna get a gift card uh, from us to go towards a car seat or whatever they, they choose to use it for. Awesome, and I've heard a little bit about a kids fund that we have through Benevolent. <coughs> Can you talk a little bit about what that is and maybe what that benefit could be to our members? Yeah, so the, the Benevolent Association, on top of other benefits, we're also there for hardship times. We do have various processes that the Board of Directors goes through. If there is a member in need that can help them out with a small loan, um, if, if it's warranted through our discussions and based on the need, those are, there are grants that uh, the Board can choose to give to, to members. 
Underneath the umbrella of the benevolent, we have a couple other entities that I can touch on. One of those is the Kids Fund. The Kids Fund was developed uh, many years ago. Uh, Jeff Hughes is one of the uh, one of the major founders in that, and basically they run under the umbrella of the benevolent, but they have their own board that makes their own decisions. And so, as we all know, you can make a separate payroll deduction to the Kids Fund uh, if you so choose. And that money uh, goes under the umbrella of the benevolent, but we keep that separate for the kids fund and their board to make a decision. And that goes to only the children of OCFA uh, that are in need. Uh, whatever that need is, um, whether it's a special needs, whether uh, a, a, a bad incident has happened, uh, the kids fund can come in there and provide some financial assistance in addition to what the benevolent will step in to do. But they're specifically looking at the children of OCFA and the dependents of OCFA um, uh, benevolent members, personnel. So the other thing that's out there that uh, we're going to be starting to kind of push a little more to is the Family Auxiliary. Family Auxiliary has been around for a long time. Back many, long time ago, back in the day, I believe it was called the Ladies Auxiliary, and that has uh, obviously morphed and changed to Family Auxiliary. And they're an amazing uh, group of people. A lot of the wives uh, come in from there and some of the husbands, but they will step in and under the, again, under the umbrella of the benevolent and work in conjunction with us on helping somebody in need, whether that's providing meals. Uh, we have them come down and help out with our orientation days, with the graduation days. So uh, again, uh, uh, phenomenal people and volunteering their time and effort to come you know, help underneath the benevolent's uh, mission of taking care of our own. That's great. Um, what about any other events that maybe Benevolent hosts throughout the year, uh, maybe family gatherings or um, opportunities for us as operations and professional staff to get together? Are there any of those available to us through Benevolent? Yeah, so as we've grown over the years, we always try to increase the benefits to our people in any way we can. And we've also over the years tried to uh, um, develop positive things that people can receive or can come enjoy and uh, or we can honor those uh, for the time that they've been here with the OCFA in whatever role or position they've they've done. So some of those things are our annual picnic fall festival that comes every October. That is uh, something we started doing many years ago and that's just a day where folks can come down with their families and their kids and we've been uh, blessed and able to grow that uh, that event over the years to where you have Carnival rides and games, uh, a lot of fun time there, music, uh, some amazing food that we bring in that everybody can eat and drinks. Um, at various times we'll have classic car uh, uh, events and demonstrations or things to look at. So it's a, it's a huge event that really is just about people coming down with their families and hanging out for the day and enjoying that great time. And uh, we have raffle prizes that we, get, we can sell tickets to. We give away some great prizes during the time. But So the, the fall festival is one of those things. We uh, host the holiday ball at the end of the year. It's just a Christmas party with a nice dinner, semi-formal dress uh, to bring your spouses, girlfriends, friends down. And uh, we have a great dinner, again, good time, uh, uh, dancing, music. Uh, at a very nice place, and it's been at the Ritz-Carlton for many, many years. It's just a beautiful venue. We also do things like the Angels games, and we do the uh, tailgating barbecue that many of us are familiar with prior to the game. We do those many times throughout the year. Uh, we will, we've hosted, ever since uh, Alan Donnellan and uh, Tom Wall passed away, uh, these annual memorial softball tournament, which we just had not too long ago. It started out back then as the Tom and Alan 
memorial softball event when they passed away and over the years as we unfortunately have lost um, more of our guys uh, it's just morphed into our annual softball tournament that we can come out have a good time in honor of those guys and remembering them and enjoy some competitive competitive play in sports we uh, support our local hockey teams when they have their their venues uh, the other thing we do is a retiree tribute this one is uh, they're all important. This one is one I'd like to see even more people attend. Usually the tickets are around $40. It's a great meal, great dinner, but the retiree tribute is honoring you guys after your 20, 25, 30 years of service. Whether you're in professional staff or you're out in the field, you've, you've, you've committed a large portion of your life to public service. And uh, there's not a lot of recognition for that necessarily out there. Uh, but you've dedicated a lot of time and energy to serving others and we believe and feel it's warranted to honor that and it's a if you've never been i encourage you to you know get your crews together and i'll go in on a table or come down and just enjoy a good dinner and get to see some of the uh, good friends and names you see up there and just kind of hear the stories we allow those guys to come up and say a few minutes we have a whole bio and photo presentation we do on each each person and it's a great way to honor some of the folks that have worked in this organization for a long time and given so much of themselves uh, to not only to our organization, but to uh, the public. And for some of us who maybe are newer to the organization or maybe have been a part of this organization for a long time and have just missed the mark on being a part of Benevolent, uh, what do we do now, now that we know a little bit more about this association and the wonderful things that it has to offer us and that we can give to others through being a part, what do, what do we do? What's our next step? I think uh, if you're not a member, of course, become a member. Uh, that, that, would be, that would be my hope that everybody would be a member. And, and I say that for two things. Well, again, like I said earlier, one, you're helping other people just by being a member. It's, uh, it's $8 a paycheck. Um, considering how many other relief associations runs, run, it's actually on the fairly lower end as far as that goes, but that $8 paycheck is helping a lot of people. Uh, sometimes we just don't know what's going on out there, right? And unless it's happening to us or we happen to be close to that person or that section where something's occurring. I can tell you, having been on this board for 19 years, there's a lot of people that are suffering out there for one reason or another, uh, whether it was some bad choices or whether it was most of it is just things, things happen. We're not guaranteed uh, complete health, safety, and security in life and things happen. So there's a lot of people out there that um, things come their way and they just need a little help. And however how that manifests, whether it's financial help or whether it's um, uh, Gary Cool, for example, who uh, was bit by a tick and over the years developed um, Lyme's disease, to make a long story short. And uh, you know, we were able to step in. Obviously, we helped him many times along the way through his, through his process, through his road. And, uh, but one of those was being able to go in and, and help put uh, bars in his home so that he could walk around because ultimately he was getting to a point where he was going to be in a wheelchair. And um, so to be able to do things like that, however that manifests. And so um, we have a director for each battalion and an alternate director for each battalion. We have the same for our safety and our non-safety staff, our retiree folks, and our reserve uh, ranks. And I would say that uh, being a member uh, is the number one thing so you can know that you're helping others. The other thing is so that you can be helped if something happens to you. We have had uh, things where somebody's been in need of assistance and um, 
it makes it very difficult, obviously, because that's our nature. Uh, but it's uh, if you're not a member, um, our bylaws are pretty clear as far as how much or how we can help you. So, and then uh, I would just say reach out to uh, reach out to our directors, and uh, for your battalion or your particular section, if there's uh, anything that you're aware of that's going on, and, and let them know. These are these are amazing folks who truly dedicate a lot of their time. This is all free. They they don't get paid to do this. This is all volunteer time for them. So whether they're going down to the hospital or following up with folks in their battalion. Um, the other thing I would encourage people to is, is, and this really kind of goes outside the benevolent per se, but call people that are in your station, that are in your battalion. We try to keep up with our folks that are on work comp. When you're off, if you've ever experienced a work comp injury and you've been off for any period of time, uh, especially coming from the fire service, both out in the field and in professional staff with your warrior around your core group of people all the time, it's, it's kind of a difficult uh, journey at times. And uh, if you've been off on work comp for a long time, you understand what I'm talking about. Uh, when you're going to your appointments in the doctor's office and you're disconnected from your, your fire family, so to speak, and the group of people that you live around and, and every day and grow up around and uh, play with, survive with, you know, and um, uh, help others with. So that can be a different transition. So we do that. Our directors try to contact folks that are off for a while and keep in touch. And um, if, if for some reason that's not happening or that's been missed, please let one of our directors know. But I'd encourage guys in station too. Uh, it makes a huge difference to receive a phone call uh, from, from not only us, but from your fellow, fellow guys and gals in the fire station. Those of us that have been a part of Orange County Benevolent or even have just been walking around here and have made a stop at the store, we all know who Myrna is. Um, we know her, we love her, we know that she's a huge part of this organization. We also know that in the past couple months she's been experiencing a struggle of her own. Is there any way that you could give us an update on how she's doing and uh, where she's at? Yeah, I can. Myrna is, as, as you mentioned, she is, she is the, the face of uh, OCFA up here. It has been around this uh, organization, this store, for, for many years and uh, I believe almost 20, if I remember correctly. So, uh, and is an amazing individual who truly embraces the character and the heart of what the benevolence goal and mission is. And that shows through her work. And, and uh, she is uh, my right arm as the president in helping get all these things done. So as we're all aware, Myrna um, uh, suffered a diagnosis of uh, breast cancer a number of months ago. And um, I, think, I believe I sent an email out as her update. The latest update is that she is uh, doing well. She is continuing down her treatment path. And that includes uh, various things, radiation being one of those. But uh, in that process and in walking along that path, she's, she's doing good. We've, we are in contact all the time. She uh, obviously has some of the common side effects that we are all very familiar with. Uh, who have either walked those shoes or just been around it that uh, she's dealing with, but her spirits are good. She is still um, engaged and, and wants to be and uh, true to her character and her nature, uh, even wants to work from home, even though we tell her she's, you know, she can rest and focus on her. But no, truly, she's, she's, doing, she's doing well in the path that she's on, and uh, she appreciates everybody's uh, uh, outpouring of... Uh, of concern and thoughts and prayers, and I would ask you to continue to do so. Uh, she's an amazing woman and an amazing um, icon here at, at our Benevolent Association, and uh, we wish her continued well and, and, and future health in uh, kicking this disease and um, 
yeah, she's doing she's doing good considering everything, but she's doing well. And she hopes to be back uh, as soon as possible. <laughs> uh, one of the other things I wanted to ask is, um, obviously, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and we've seen a lot of our operations staff and also our professional staff up here on our casual Fridays <coughs> wearing the shirts that we can buy in the benevolent store. Um, can you talk to us a little bit about what those shirts represent um, and maybe how those funds are helping uh, those that are struggling from a breast cancer diagnosis? Yeah, well, I think, uh, again, going along the mission statement for the Benevolent Association, many of our folks in, in our entire organization, many of our members have, have dealt with cancer in some way. And so uh, a few years ago, we decided to uh, join the National Breast Cancer Awareness, Cancer Awareness um, cause that goes throughout, you know, the nations we're all well aware of and create a, a fire department uh, related shirt that uh, all of us can show our support and we've had uh, thanks to the executive management of OCFA we've had uh, blessings from from their side to uh, be able to wear those on duty and uh, so the pink shirts that you see everybody wearing around you can definitely get those uh, from the benevolent store we have those for sale uh, five dollars of every shirt we donate to the National Breast Cancer Research Foundation and so you are obviously helping by wearing your support and awa raising awareness to uh, cancer at the same time your your money buying the shirt uh, is a good portion that's being donated to the breast cancer awareness foundation or research foundation excuse me and hopefully providing a cure to this this nasty disease that that affects everybody i know we also have um, a military shirt can you touch base on that a little bit as far as what that represents and how that came about yeah the military shirt again that's another just a symbol uh, that you uh, we have and you can wear uh, we've been blessed uh, to have support again from management on this and there are a handful of days throughout the year veterans day of course and a number of other days where uh, the department has authorized the use of that that t-shirt to be worn um, in lieu of your normal your normal uniform so that shirt here again when uh, you wear it, obviously you're supporting our veterans and the sacrifices that they have made uh, over the years for the freedoms that we all have today. And uh, I couldn't be more proud to be able to support that in any way we can. Um, the shirts are again donated out of that. $5 from that shirt is donated to the Wounded Warrior Project, which obviously as we all, most of us know, goes to helping our veterans um, in their treatment and progression of their injuries so forth that they suffered in whatever way whether it's PTSD or limb injuries and basically a recovery path to them so we were able to donate five dollars per shirt to that uh, to that project so that they're helping other veterans uh, get back to where they need to be in life. So and those yeah. shirts are available to everybody member or non-member through our store Correct. and also yep. online? Both shirts are available to everybody in the store and that's the other thing I mentioned if there's anything ever in the store that you know you want you can go to our online website ocfirestore.com and uh, you can order the order whatever it is you would want to see, and our staff be more than happy to to send it out to your work location, where, wherever your your section or your station is. But you can you don't necessarily even have to come in. We love seeing you, but uh, you can even uh, order it online. We'd be happy to send that stuff out to you. Well, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking time today to be here and to talk about the Benevolent Association. I know for me, having been here for just a short amount of time and being able to be a part of this association. It's been a huge blessing. And on behalf of everyone here at Orange County Fire, thank you for your time and for the effort that you put into this as our president. You're welcome. And uh, if there's ever any questions, feel free to give me a call. Um, all of our numbers are up on, uh, on the, the rosters that 
hopefully are in every station, but you can always contact our folks in our, in our office. Uh, they're amazing gals, uh, Myrna, Shannon, and Joanne. Feel free to give them a call at any time and they'd be more than happy to, to help you. And they're, they're truly our right arm in getting things done around here as well. So uh, if there's anything we can ever do, please don't hesitate to give us a call. All right, thanks again, Brandy and Jim, for your interview. Um, boy, the Benevolent Association does a great job with everything that they do. And uh, if you're not a member, I wanna encourage you to sign up. Um, it's a very small, uh, just automatic payroll deduction out of your check. And I think you'll find it goes a long way. Uh, we've had so many uh, examples over the course of the history of the Benevolent Association where they've really stepped in um, to help our members who are in harm's way, uh, suffered injury or loss, or to be with them um, in difficult times. And so uh, we just can't say enough about them. So next week we have the uh, lessons learned as well from uh, the segment with Battalion Chief Steve Pardee and Fire Captain Dave Rich regarding a recent incident uh, with a stubborn Tesla fire. I don't know if you've been watching in the news uh, media nationally and fire service periodicals, you see this as an issue that's been popping up, not just here at home. And, and with the advent of all the alternative fuel vehicles and uh, whether it's electric or hydrogen, um, our operations members need to constantly be um, on the lookout for those kind of vehicles. And here in this uh, next podcast, these guys uh, give you an opportunity to, to learn from their experience. And so uh, we, we appreciate them. But until then, just want to say thanks for uh, listening to our podcast. Make sure to reach out and uh, take care of each other. And we'll talk to you soon.